1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919,
0: he hit 29 home runs and
1: was sold to the New York
2: Yankees. Hey,
0: three-run home run for
2: Bunkington. The Yankees
0: now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees and there they go.
2: Taking going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts
1: safe. What can I say? Just deep my heart and, and call the Yankees, my daddy
0: Welcome to Fanbase, A deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. I'm Brian Chaman, along with John Senecal. This is episode 57, John. What's shaking?
2: Not much, not much. There's not much shaking in uh, the Yankees in the Red Sox universe either, really.
0: You know, I want to get into that. Here's the agenda for the day. We're going to talk about Wander Franco out of the gate, because I think it's a really interesting conversation, the contract, the guy... The team, and then we'll get into what moves have or haven't been done by the Red Sox and the Yankees, and then I want to have a little bit of conversation about pitching, and then get into Hall of Fame with A. Rod and Big Poppy. So let's start off with Wander Franco. I mean, the details of the deal—what you you had it written down
2: properly, so, so, right? Because yeah, it's eleven. So They call it a contract extension, but the way you know he's technically not eligible for free agency until 2027 if he actually played and didn't get a contract. But But this doesn't start in 27. No, it starts this coming season. So he's they're buying out all his years of uh, arbitration and all that good stuff. And um, so 11 years, 182 million with a club option for 2033. That's crazy when you say that 2033, um, for 25 million. So um, I guess you know it's like around, I guess what. If it's eleven years, one hundred eighty-two million, it's like sixteen and a half annually. Yeah. But it doesn't come out to that because then it would be $40 forty million, forty million on the back end around. So, uh, but twenty-five million for him in twenty thirty-three sounds like a hell of a deal, doesn't it? Sure. Well, it depends on where he, where he's at, but in twenty thirty-three, don't forget he'll only be thirty-two years old. And if he's a remote shell of what he's done in his big seventy games of major league experience, that's a great deal. So let's take it through this methodically. You
0: know, we say the uh, the average salary is, you know, just say you know sixteen, seventeen million or whatever. Do you think this is a good deal, both you could start from the player and then start from the franchise?
2: Um, Absolutely, it's a great deal. I mean, just to start off, he's a switch hitter, right? Um, Nobody nobody in baseball is touted as the number one prospect three years in a row and gets into the major leagues at 20 or 21 years old, right, and is not good. Um, Chipper Jones basically did it, and then he blew his knee out when he was supposed to be a rookie, and he had to come back, and look where he wound up. Um, Ken Griffey Jr., he wasn't even around long enough in the minor no. leagues for them to even talk about that. He was just expected to do it. Um, but, you know, he's a special player. He really is. I mean, I, I dogged him about being uh, nominated for Rookie of the Year just because of the pure fact that he only had 70 games experience. And other, no other, no other, no other reason than that, right? We know he's a good player. So, yes, the answer is a great deal. But and, a great deal for whom? For for the team, yeah, absolutely. Because for him, for when they don't a, spend many money. Their payroll was seventy million dollars last year, right? Now that sounds like a lot for them. Sounds like a lot for them. Yeah, but relative but to it, what they're
0: guaranteed to get from TV in the league, right? They're basically already in 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 the in the black without getting anyone to go, and no one goes. But is it a good deal for him?
2: Listen, you know, you talk about it all the time. Like, like Ronald Acuna, that deal looks like crazy deal for the for the Braves because they got him for like eight years a hundred million dollars. Um but for these players that you know where they come from, it's a great deal for him. I mean he is he,
0: is it a union pissing
2: off deal? I don't I mean honestly I think these I think that's that's not even so much of a thought anymore because these players um if if the union wants to proceed, they need players like him. They need players like Tatis. And then Yeah but they,
0: they I mean if this guy signs a deal that gets into free agency and he's a superstar, he would be earning double in the AAV, yeah, right? So in terms I, of know, like, they're all concerned the union about average salary, and this doesn't help them if this guy's a superstar. That's you know yeah, that's the way. Yeah, it goes. I
2: mean, they, they want the money sooner than later. I mean, I look, I would look at it more of you know he's paving the way for more. I mean, look at there's the contract. I, I, I hate to say that the union is going to cry like they need more money. You know, like, I mean the contracts that they're getting are insane, and they're always going to bitch and moan that the owners are making more money, and the owners are zillionaires, right? But that's just how it's going to work. So. If you're if you're play if you're the players union, I wouldn't be complaining about this. Um, there's there's going to be more contracts. There's going to be bigger contracts. And look at you're talking about contracts out there that were three or four years old. Uh, Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, that are huge contracts, three hundred million dollar contracts. So if you think about it, they really haven't went up that much in the last three or four years. Well, so, although the age of the player is going down.
0: Well, and I think that that's where. It uh, is better for the team. I mean, this, to me, is a huge team-friendly deal, not only because of the annual average salary, but also because of the player age. I mean, he's 20 years old, so when this contract's done, it's 11 or 12 years, he'll be in his early 30s. You are guaranteeing him for his best years. We've seen these contracts, whether it's hard, I don't know what the age of those guys, but a lot of these guys are signing 10-year deals when they're in their late 20s. Right. And there's a huge difference between th- being 32 yeah, and being an unrestricted free agent and 30, 39. Yeah. I mean- it's not an end of and it's not an end of career contract which if, if you think about it if this guy does end up being a, a bit of a not a, he doesn't even have to be a generational star if he's a top tier player he probably has a 5 year deal after this.
2: Oh absolutely, absolutely. And if he gets hurt in this contract it really doesn't kill the Rays or him. I mean because What's the, the overall number happen? isn't 300. It's only, yeah. He's going to blow his knee out. I mean, that's really like you're going to be out for a while. But you joked me on text about, you know, that he'll probably play for three teams on this deal. Yeah. Right? It yeah. makes him tradable. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably play for two cities in one season. And then he'll probably wind up playing in a whole other city for the same team because he'll probably move the team. And then he might get traded.
0: I, I mean, I think the part so of this deal. So he could play deal, for four
2: different cities.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I really, honestly think that this this help protects the team that if they need to dump. So he can he, go. He's so tradable. This is such a. I mean, I'm not saying that you trade him now, but say in five years, there's some transition, some ownership team where they need to rebuild. I mean, and you can who,
2: get him for twenty million dollars, I mean, or eighteen, I mean, or whatever the annual you, value. And
0: again, in the Tampa's philosophy: in five years, if he's still a bona fide star, and you need to rebuild. You could get, forget about what, like a, you could get a huge haul yeah, for
2: him. And he's a switch hitter. He's above average defender at shortstop. And you know, as he gets bigger and older, he could easily move to third base or know, first base.
0: I don't know anything about his personality and his makeup, right? Like, I don't know. It's like when I first saw. He's got you the know, MLB logo tattooed but on But when his, I first like, had Rafi Raffi Devers, what else I, I, else you know, I had Rafi it? Devers labeled as sort of like apathetic and out of shape and turns out he does care he's just a different kind of guy who smiles when he's stressed you know what i mean yeah. like those are simple i just don't know about this guy's character i just don't he's 20 he's a baby like when you think about where you were at 20 years old yeah and you're guaranteed 180 million at 20 like i literally couldn't keep my life together i didn't have a job with benefits until i was 26 like i know they have good people around him but it's just he's so young
2: yeah it's amazing. Well the Angels gave Josh Hamilton two hundred million dollars and he was Yeah, I wonder where he is today. I just I don't I'm know. curious. I mean I met, I've interviewed him. I know he's had some problems with his family. I know he got into uh, tr- domestic tr- yeah. domestic stuff.
0: I, I will tell you I've done a lot of work with people who suffer from substance use disorder and there's a vulnerability to it. Like when I when I interviewed him when he was with the Angels, yeah. And there was something endearing about him because you could tell how vulnerable a human being. Yeah. He was this big, strong guy. who was one of the most talented athletes on the planet, and he looked fragile.
2: Yeah. So I saw him at the All Star game at Yankee Stadium in 2008, the old Yankee Stadium, when he hit all those home runs. And he was there uh, the next day. I was actually for, there for the game and at batting practice on the field, and there was no player that went around and was interacting with the fans along the fence and talking hmm. to the fans and everything more than he was. And I think that kind of speaks to probably what you, you're saying, you know, he was very religious. He, you know, he found God and all that. You know, if you re- read a story, obviously it's crazy. Yeah. Um. But maybe that was him just kind of saying, you know, I'm grateful for what I got. Um. But yeah, he did. I think he kind of did take a, a wrong turn again.
0: Yeah, well, maybe we'll do it for a future episode. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is fan base deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. So let's move on to the teams, uh, what they've done and haven't done. Uh, let's start with the Yankees, where the only thing I saw was they they, they got rid of Ronny Odor and Clint Frazier. and what the else? The Devil they done? is
2: finally dead.
0: Who's to say they won't bring him back on a minor league deal to go to training camp and then yes. he somehow he
2: earns a spot on the team? Well, they released—you know, they did the same thing. They released uh, Tyler—well, Way- they didn't release Tyler Lee. They outrighted him, and then they wound up trading him. So they actually released the Red Devil and Odor. So they can't trade them. So they can right. bring him back, that but means they're not they couldn't tradable. Get, they
0: couldn't get anybody right. for so, them.
2: Yeah, so they're basically thinking that nobody wants him anyway. So, I mean— the red devil sounds like he's more interested in you know he just got married or getting married and you know wearing sneakers and posting stuff on instagram i mean obviously he's got health issues he, he's right. there's something going on with his head um you know not like he's crazy or anything but he did he's been suffering from issues for the last 3 seasons after, since he hit the wall in spring training that one year yeah. so um who knows what's going on with him so you know best of luck to the red devil you know he, he <laughs> if anything he gave us some very memorable catches in the outfield for the yankees
0: yeah, so that's all they've done, right?
2: That's it. That's well, they got you know the Mets' former manager Luis Rojas is their third base coach. Boone resigned for three years. Um, you know, say what that's you want old, about that. That's old news, uh, right? Cora resigned for you guys, so you, you know. Um, cool.
0: Right. So let's talk about the Red Sox then for a second because it is interesting. I mean, they picked up the they extend they picked up the options on Cora, so I think he's there through twenty twenty four, which is kind of a no-brainer although nobody wants to operate with you know a one you know as they said in Moneyball you know it's hard to manage on a one-year deal um so that's that's a good thing but that's just stability and that's a kind of a non-event the Eduardo Rodriguez signing with Detroit to me is gonna sort of
2: um the precursor to Carlos Correa no starting and signing with Detroit
0: well that might be true but I I also think although that seemed to come a little too early and it hasn't you know who knows what's going to happen but I think it, it makes me want to transition into a pitcher conversation because you know his average average annual salary with that 77 million dollar deal is not that much I no. mean and he's a good enough pitcher to judge it's not he didn't get vastly overpaid is my point that deal is not too much and it's I think like an Aaron maybe Hicks deal they, they can say that they didn't want to give him the years which is fine because he's had health issues with he had the myocarditis and there are some motivation issues with him I I'm not sure you know, it's hard to read. He's a hard guy to read, but people question his motivation. But to me, it's a symbol with how quiet the Red Sox have been in free agency and letting Eduardo go for something they easily, easily, John, could have assumed. It means that I don't think they are going to look at any frontline pitching like, the way
2: they used to. Or maybe they know something somebody else doesn't know. About what? I don't know. I mean, he missed all that time. Maybe they're freaked out about that. No, see, I think it's about I think it's about philosophy. I think this
0: whole thing, like, the Tampa with the, you know, the five, six different pitchers and not wanting to see people. You're going to go down more that the, direction? I do, and I think that, you know, it's funny. I was listening to a bunch of sports radio in Boston because I've been back and forth a ton in the last couple of weeks, and, and you know, they think that this whole Tampa-fying of the pitchers has has ruined the game, so they basically blame. So the Moneyball thing sort of like was this incredible, you know, tectonic shift in baseball, right? right. And it's taken twenty. This basically twenty years ago it started, right? Yeah. And and now here we are, twenty years later, and these guys, the the a lot of the guys I was listening to basically have made the the conclusion that the sabermetrics data people have ruined the game. And pitching's part of it. Shift. Pitching, all of it. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, I'm not going to want to go to four-hour games, even if I love going to the ballpark. And I love, like, I, maybe I'm old school and I need to adapt because there is evolution. But, I, I mean, I like going to see Pedro or Clemens right. or Mussina.
2: Yeah, we talked about that before. Your, your, your starters,
0: your main but the, but guys. But how do you feel about the game if that goes away? You know, basically, what you're going to end up having on a 25-man roster, you know, instead of 12 or 13 pitchers, you're going to have fewer position players and more pitchers. And that's going to change the game even further. And so we don't know what the collateral impact is of that, you know, having fewer position players. So are you going to start looking for a different type of player? Does that all of a sudden make a a Brock Holt more valuable because he can play four positions and doesn't, you know,
2: have a big price tag? man. It's at the... That's a tough question because there's so many there's so many different variables in it because then you start talking about how—
0: Yeah, but give me your opinion. Like, how do you feel about it? Do you like it, do it? you hate it, do you think not it? think because I it?
2: want to go see the pitcher. I want to see the pitcher, the main starter, go out there and last as long as he can. That's what I want to see. But, like, what's going to happen is it's going to change the whole— like we talked about before, the whole philosophy of how players are getting paid, too. Like, nobody's going to pay some dude to go out there and throw three innings. They're not going to pay him $30 million right. a year. Right,
0: or some teams there'll be a split. Like not all thirty teams will do it, and then the eventually, Detroits who Well, who, eventually
2: they'll have to conform, right? If it's working one way or working the other way, everyone's going to have to eventually try to do it.
0: Well, so I'm uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to root for it not to work.
2: I don't want it to work either. I would rather see a guy go out there and last as long as he can, and then get to the the back end of the game. I mean, Problem I, I is guess over I, time. I, call me a purist, but I mean, I guess if that's a purist.
0: But if the data data is data, because it goes back and researches facts over time so you would assume that over time if a team gives it enough reps that it will work right i mean essentially i don't know what the variable that i learned this year through tampa is that the the data is over a long space of time but when you get into small increments like seven game series right it the data may not have enough time to to bear itself out right which is so, so that's why i think that um taking a team like Atlanta that sort of reshaped itself at the trade deadline, you could sort of like, almost like, do the data-driven type of game until X, right. and then for, from the rest of the way in, do the other way, or whatever. Like, I don't know. I need mean, a little they, bit of
2: both to work.
0: I, I don't know, because, I mean, it's clear that there are blind spots in the Sabre metrics when it comes to short sample sizes, and playoffs are short sample size. And that's one thing I don't think these these the data-driven analysts have been able to crack.
2: No and how are you I mean you can only put in so many clocks and so many rules I mean what are you going to do you can't no, put it's in a not I mean you can't put in a rule that says oh you can only have this many pitchers or whatever I mean I I don't know how you do it to make cuz like you said then the game's going to slow down cuz you're going to change pitchers every two innings and then you're going to I don't know it's, it's going to
0: suck I mean it, and so I'm rooting against it but I still think that the, the one hope is the playoffs so that's when in the playoffs I'm going to root for your big budget frontline pitching I mean if you look at
2: it one way it goes back to being like in little league, you know, you got a guy who threw seventy pitches over two innings. He's bringing the
0: next kid. Yeah, sure. You know? Eventually, you get some guy throwing Efas <laughs> pitches. You really don't even matter what kind of pitching. Hanging you got. on for dear if, if life. You got
2: a dude that can just go out there and just wing it for two innings and yeah. kind of keep you in it. Why not?
0: All right, let's go to the Hall of Fame. Uh, we we we're not going to break down everybody. You know, from Tim Lincecum to you know, we know that Clemens, Bonds, and and Sammy Sosa are on their 10th year, but I, I think the real- is comp- Schilling too? Isn't he, isn't he
2: his oh, I don't last year? no, not I don't want to talk about kurt But he was like, his his last year was 71%, so you got to have 75, right? So he's mm-hmm. the closest. I still don't think he's going to make it. Bonds isn't going to make it. Clemens isn't going to make it. And you know
0: Sammy Sosa's not going to make no. it. No. So let's talk about Alex Rodriguez and Big Poppy.
2: Those are the only two this year that really have any sort of legitimate yeah, shot. Yeah, I mean, at Tim Lincec-
0: it. I mean, whatever. So- when you think
2: about the dude it, he threw like five no hitters, didn't he? Tim Lincecum? Yeah, I feel like he, he
0: did. He looked like one of those characters in the movie Dazed and Confused. You know, it's just like the
2: long right. hair. And the- well, he was one of the first guys that had the long hair, and everyone was looking at him like he was crazy. Yeah, And I then mean, when Jacob was, deGrom does it, That's right, cool. Right, exactly. Speaking of so, which, freaking Thor got $20 million from the angels. The angels love spending money,
0: dude. They love spending money randomly. They just I mean, love spending money. Bizarre. That
2: guy just must be sitting around in his house with piles of money.
0: You know what? Good for him. I mean, if he can make it, if someone wants to give it to him, I can't begrudge
2: it. Now, right. A-Rod and Ortiz.
0: So, listen, they both... Are I mean, steroid A-Rod got users. busted. A-Rod lied.
2: Right. right? A-Rod... Forget about the fact so that So, the old guys, the steroid guys are on their way out, and the HGH and the, guys are on their way in.
0: So, and you look at Alex Rodriguez, who, you know, kind of was widely... People, people kind of hated him, and then he he's just was too perfect, and this and that, and then he gets... He lies, gets busted... And serves his time and then sort of reimagines himself and has done (laughs) quite well. Reimagines
2: himself. Dude, he took the biggest 180 in the history. Well, you see
0: articles even this week. I Because how did A-Rod become Alex? You know what I mean? How did he he do it, right? And so he's popular, even though his thing with J-Lo, I honestly think that that stuff ends up having an impact even as far as like- Voting. Like he, he needed thing.
2: her to grease him up and get him back. Yeah, when he was a, he, back on he the was a
0: DB to her, and everyone, that's another strike against him. Yep. And, and then Big Poppy never got caught, but he was in the Mitchell report mentioned and never got caught. And I think there's a lot of people out there in the know, like the journalists
2: who vote, who do think. The one guy he, that didn't vote for Jeter, those guys.
0: No, not those guys. The right. guys who are purists who think that Big Poppy did use PEDs. So. I, there's no chance that they're getting in first ballot. That I mean, isn't even a conversation. The question is how much do they get percentage-wise, and does that set them up to get in?
2: I was amazed that when I went back and looked at A-Rod's numbers, that he almost had he had 696 home runs. Yeah, it's insane. 295 average, 3,115 hits, 2,086 RBIs. No,
0: there's no doubt the numbers are but, Hall of Fame worthy. That's not but the But how much of
2: those numbers are inflated,
0: though? I mean, that's the same thing with Bonds. Like, A-Rod probably was a Hall of Famer without the PEDs, but that's not the point. The
2: point is— Listen, those guys didn't even get caught. Bonds and Clemens, those guys legit, like, didn't even get caught. They did, though. Bonds didn't. Yeah, the Bonds clean, never the, got proved anything. Clean. Clemens was all hearsay that he was getting injected in a—, in a I'm sorry. The don't. If dome. you're
0: going to discredit McNamee because he's got a troubled life, I'm so, to me, he was caught. He just wasn't, you know, found guilty, guilty. of a
2: crime, right? Never but suspended. Whatever. But I mean, they weren't playing. Answer the question. The question no, is, he doesn't get in.
0: No, but what are the percentages? And oh, does it what set percentage? them up? Yeah, they're not getting in A-Rod? first ballot. We know that. I,
2: I mean, Ortiz is going to get more than Arod. I think unless Arod, I mean, is just. But he's a DH. A lot of people handicapped yeah, for being a DH. Yeah, but his numbers are way off the charts compared to other than average compared to uh, Edgar Martinez. They're just so much better. Right. Other than average.
0: And the plus of the clutch factor and the World Series factor, yeah,
2: huge. You can't you can't discredit that. I mean, Edgar Martinez had one big hit. They get 50 percent. Do they get sixty or
0: Aaron. Um, I mean, first of all, I don't know what the numbers are going to be, so I
2: am a- putting you on the spot. Uh, our bonds last year got sixty-one point eight. Clemens 61.6. But that's
0: in nine years on the ballot. That's right. Going. Well, I in, wonder in where 20. they were in year one. I didn't, I should have looked I it didn't up looked before. That
2: up but. Um, I would say A-Rod gets, like, if he gets 40%, I'd be I'd be surprised. 40, you'd be surprised? I'd be surprised at 40. I'd say 33, maybe, a third of the people. Um, and then I would say Ortiz is probably, I think Ortiz is going to surprise us, and he's going to be, like, 58.
0: You think he'll be that high? Yeah,
2: close to 60. I mean, listen, dude, it, the whole not getting legit, like, caught, caught, um, is is huge, right? And I think a lot of people totally forgotten about the Mitchell report because Alex Rodriguez, to be honest with you, he has taken so much heat off of the off of the people that were ma- mentioned in that report because he got just so caught and just like, dude, if you go and like read the whole story behind Alex Rodriguez and all the crap that he did behind the scenes trying to get like that whole thing disappear, it's, uh, and how it's many up people there with he like Lance in the Armstrong? Back. It's yeah. awful. It's yeah. just so bad. And like, if people knew what a piece of crap he was. Like, the, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. But somehow, they don't know. Like, he's went out in the dark web and went to Wikipedia and went everywhere and just scrubbed it. He really? scrubbed like his life. I don't know. He's annoying. I can't stand him. Hey rod oh, I'm done with him. I just wish he'd go away. Well, you were
0: on the bandwagon. You invested in his SPAC in and everything. I can't and now stand him. I can't tell with
2: you. I can't stand him.
0: Because he's 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 let you down he's so many times. He's just
2: cheated, dude. He's, how bad can you cheat, honestly? They've all cheated. Everybody's cheated, right? But, like, dude, he, like like I just said, read his story. Like, yeah. a lot of people, like, got caught, and they're like, screw it, I got caught, right? Like, Cano, he got caught, got caught again, <laughs> got caught again. I don't right. think he was, like, trying to have his cousin killed or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, A-Rod's a piece of crap, dude. He really is.
0: I think that's probably true. So I don't know how he pulls it off. I think you're right. I think Big Poppy will get more. Um, then just a quick question: Do you think they either of them ever get in? Like in nine years, I I I, I can't see David Ortiz not getting into the say Hall Ortiz of Fame. Ortiz
2: gets in. I just feel like the A Rod is just he just jerked up his career so bad to the baseball people. And not like the Hollywood people and all the you know the glitz and glamour. I just think he's never going to get in. If those guys, if Bonds doesn't get in, dude,
0: I think Bonds. I think the thing with Bonds is like Rose. I think that they they'll get in when they're when they're when they're gone. I do, and that I think sucks. It's, yeah, I think just that's the reality. Hey, you got a nugget here, uh, Hall of Fame related Red Sox uh, Yankees.
2: Just, I was just looking and just I was curious how many Red Sox and how many Yankees are in the Hall of Fame and got. Uh twenty four. Yankees
0: have more. Well of course blah, they do. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you
2: know, they have they're better players usually, right? Over the years. <laughs> okay. Um twenty four to the Yankees and fourteen to the Red Sox and everybody knows the last two to go in. Um for each, well, I know Jeter. Jeter
0: was Pedro, and then Pedro, right? Yeah.
2: The crazy thing about Pedro is he played for five different teams right. in his, his, his career, and his numbers,
0: his overall like high, like gross numbers, yeah. are not overwhelming.
2: No, he well, he had two nineteen and one hundred for his wins losses, but he had that one. He he had a short stretch where he was just awesome, just insanely awesome, and that was during when he was with Boston, I, coming out of. And they exposed to the Boston.
0: I call it the uh, the Sandy Koufax effect. I mean, like yep. Koufax only had nine seasons, but they were like some of them were the most dominant of all time. Like Pedro at the, right,
2: at the right time too.
0: Out, yes, outside of like Kerry Wood at his best, because people who don't understand, like there, there was like if you saw Kerry Wood that one like one season, he was like throwing wiffle balls, yeah. you know, and like Pedro was the most do- he was more dominant than Clemens. Yeah, because Clemens would overpower you. But literally, I don't want to say literally. I get on my kids for saying that. When Pedro was up, he had such command of like three pitches. You didn't know what he was going to throw. Right. You had no idea. Yeah. He would throw a you know a, a in the dirt curveball on three two and get you. Like you just didn't know what was yep. coming. And, and even
2: later, as in his career, when he couldn't get his fastball up to like ninety eight, he could still somehow the late movement or something would overpower you with his fastball yes. at like ninety four.
0: He was so good, and he was not. He was he was not good to the media. He was a weird teammate, but you know we we tend to glorify him with time. But like when he was at his best, he he you would pay. that's why the starting pitching debate. Like you would pay money only to see him.
2: Right. Yes, absolutely. You would get excited if you went and bought a ticket for the season and lined up that you check was the papers to see.
0: You know, I got pitch? Tuesday's game. Oh crap! He's I get. You know, well, I gotta see Wakefield again.
2: Like, when we go to a game, I'm like, "All right, well, you know, we're gonna miss Cole by one day. Yeah, oh, we're gonna cool. get this guy because it's you know we got Nestor Cortez. This, and I'm like, and the kids are like, ah, oh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I want to see Cole pitch. Right, right. Well, yeah, we we're gonna see Cole pitch next time for an inning and a half. Right, that's the reality. All
0: right, John, that's great stuff. Appreciate Pedro it. did
2: balloon up nice though. Too, Would've you've
0: been? seen him. Yeah, he's big. He's
2: big, dude. He's big. Well, nice and Poppy shrunk.
0: Well, ever since Poppy got that, shot, yeah. he's, he's been— A whole new perspective on life. Just, things are a little bit different. All right, John, great job as always. Uh, this is Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Enjoy us on YouTube, on odyssey.com, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. and we will talk to you next time.